Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. So stand to your feet and lift up your voices and we are going to worship together this morning.
Let's just continue worshiping God this morning. My prayer for you is that you're able just to truly surrender to him today. Let the king of my heart be the mountain where I run, the fountain I drink from. Oh, he is my son. Let the king of my heart be the shadow where I
blessed this morning or what? Man, that was so good. Woo. So while we're recovering from that awesome worship set, will you, before you sit down, will you find someone, look for someone new, look for someone you haven't seen in a while and just give them a big smile, give them a wave and maybe if you're feeling a little sassy this morning, maybe a little fist bump, but you know, be safe out there, all right? So go ahead, welcome someone, make them feel good that they came to real life this morning and then whenever you're done, just have a seat. While our folks in the room are greeting each other, I want to extend a special greeting to those of you who are joining us online. So throw up some likes, throw up some hearts. We're just so honored that you clicked and you logged on and you're streaming and you're you're doing all that right there in your own home. Hopefully getting a pretty good vibe of what we're doing here at KT. In fact, everyone here in the room, can you give a big special welcome to those people joining us online this morning? We're just honored you're here and, and we hope we get to see you real soon. Well, guys, if, if you're brand new today, or maybe if you're watching online and you're brand new, I'd love for you to get your phones out this morning and text RLNEW to 97000. A member of our connection team will just reach out to you this week and just, just let you know what we've got going on here in real life. Let you know how honored we are that you joined us and uh, answer any questions that you might have. Even you might just need a little bit of prayer or something like that. So just please text RLNEW to 97000. We would love to get connected with you sometime this week. And if you're here in the room and you're brand new, then I want you to head out to the New Here booth after this gathering, if you haven't been there already. We just have a small gift for you as our way of saying thanks, we're honored that you're here. Here at Real Life Church, we're on a mission. And that mission is to see people far from God discover their real life and purpose in Jesus. And another way of saying that, guys, is we're a church for the unchurched. So there might be someone here this morning hasn't been to church in a long time. Maybe, maybe ever, who knows? Maybe you're watching online and you're checking out this church thing from a distance, right, where it's safe. Man, we are the church for you. I just wanna encourage you, come as you are, come with all the baggage you have, you know, don't leave that door, bring it in with you because God will do something in your life if you just let him in. And I know that, I know that he's gonna do something awesome. So. Come join us sometime, invite friends and family, you know, they're like, oh, I don't know if I'd invite them to a normal church, man, this is the place to come as you are. We would love to see you here. And there's some of you, you've been coming for a while and man, that's been awesome. You've been watching online for a while and you're wondering, what can I do to take that next step? Well, this week we got a really good one for you. It's called Make This House Your Home. And right after this gathering in the Next Steps room, it's right down the hallway out here, uh, past the restrooms, Pastor Sean and Diane would love to connect with you. It'll be about noon, give or take, right after this gathering. And they're gonna talk about how you can stop just going to church and start being the church. And I promise when you make that choice, it's a choice you'll never regret. It's gonna be a big blessing on your life. So we would love to meet you in the Next Steps room right after this gathering and uh, help you on your journey. Well guys, I got some good news and I've got some bad news. Who wants the good news first? Well, all right, good, that's right, we'll stay positive, right? The good news is we have an awesome message from Pastor Sean today. The bad news is this is the last message in our Hero Maker uh, message series. So can I get a big, oh, oh man, it's the last Hero Maker. I know, I, I've been blessed too, I know you have too. This is gonna be a really good one. This one's all about what do we do when we find ourselves kind of caught in the mess that is life in 2020, all right? So I'm gonna let Sean take it away. 
Hey, Brew Life, man, I'm so excited that you guys are joining us, man, either here at Kentucky Trail or online today. Hey, you might be wondering, what is Sean doing on the screen this morning? Uh, well, leading into this Sunday, uh, man, I've been feeling a little under the weather, and so I felt it better just to film this early, not knowing if I was going to get better or worse, and the uh, last thing I'm going to do is show up here being sick. So I know God's going to use this today. Guys, next Sunday, man, it's incredible. It's our third birthday. And uh, I mean, I'm just so honored and just so excited to share the stories uh, of what God has done over the last three years. Just a big day of celebration. We got something special uh, for your kids. We got balloon artists coming in. It's going to be a fun time. We got a special treat for everybody. But the thing that I'm excited about most is that we're having baptism next Sunday on the 20th. And I want to invite you guys out. If you said yes to Jesus over this last, uh, this last year or you've not been baptized, you know Jesus. Jesus, your Lord and Savior, I would encourage you, man, be a part of this weekend. I'm telling you, some of you guys look at 2020 like this is the worst year yet. Some of you guys are so negative. And I'm telling you, for those of you who came to Jesus, said yes to him, you'll always remember 2020 as a year that changed your life forever, man. You were dead in sin, but now you're alive to Jesus. I want to invite you out, man, to be baptized next week. You can go online uh, to our website and click on the link. If you're online, you click the link. And we're going to have somebody help you through every step of the way through this process. Make sure it's a great fit for you. Make sure you feel comfortable. And so, man, sign up. We already have over 10 people getting baptized next Sunday, an incredible celebration for our birthday. And uh, it's going to be a special day. You're not going to want to miss it. Well, today we're finishing up our Hero Maker series. This is the final part. And I can't think of anything better to talk about than this little word called honor. Man, what is honor? It is to regard or treat somebody with admiration and respect. And today we're going to talk about what it is to have a culture of honor, to give honor. And this is what Jesus said in Matthew 20, verse 26. He says this, it shall not be so among you, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant. In God's economy, man, if you want to be great, man, you got to be the greatest servant. How low can you get? And uh, man, you think about growing as a Christian, man, you go from an unbeliever to a believer, you meet Jesus. So you go from believer to disciple where you surrender and you're following him and growing disciple to a leader where you begin to serve and you decide your calling. And then you go from a leader to a servant. Now, it may be kind of crazy to think about that the highest calling of a Christian is to serve man, to lay down our life, to give honor to people around us. And I can't think of anything greater to give honor and respect and show honor to you today. than think back to what happened on September 11th, to September 11, 2001. And, uh, man, it's hard to believe it's been 19 years. Uh, I was scrolling through Facebook about a month ago, and I came across this video. And it was wedged between the riots and the tension of the United States today. There was this little video of a guy named Joe Torillo. And uh, I'd never heard of Joe Torillo, and I began to watch this video. And literally, I began to weep as I watched the video because it's so powerful of a story of what this man went through on 9-11. I'll share this story with you today. I wish I could play the video. Uh, this little thing called copyright, you know. Uh, so I'm going to butcher this story. But I encourage you to go on and watch it later because it's so powerful. See, Joe Torello, he, he actually worked across the street from the World Trade Center. Um, he it was an engine company 10, literally right across the street. And he started working there in 1980 when, when this facility opened. And over the course of those 20 years, he became a lieutenant. He became in charge of basically marketing, public relations. And one day, this little company called Fisher-Price called him up and said, hey, I want you guys to, to make a toy um, for the fire department and a hero of New York City. And so he began to tell them what to put on the toy, all their gear and all this Stuff. And they said, what date should we do a press conference? And he thought, what better day than 9 one 
won. And so they set up a press conference at nine o'clock in the morning for September 11th. And he was on his way to his press conference. He's dressed in his suit, uh, his tie. He's ready to make this public release of this firefighter called Billy Blaze, the New York City firefighter. And on the way there, he's about eighth mile away, just left the station. The first plane hits the tower. And so he makes this choice. Do I go to this press conference or do I turn around? Of course, it wasn't much a choice for him. He turns back around. He grabs somebody else's gear from engine company 10 and runs across the street to enter the first building. And as he's entering, getting close to the, end of the building, the second plane hits the next tower. It flew right over his head and pretty much just engulfed the tower. And he stopped and he said to himself, am I going to do this? Like, am I going to run into this building where everybody's running out of, or am I going to, or am I going to turn away? And he made this comment. I think it was so powerful for us today. He said, I could not live with myself if I didn't run in. And I'm going to tell you something in 2020, this isn't popular, but I'm going to tell you, I'm so thankful for the men and women who run into the fire that run into the problems that I'm so thankful for those men and women, 9-11 who laid down their life to serve other people in that moment. I'm so thankful for you dial 911 that people run to our mess. They run to our problems, regardless of our race, of our sexuality, but we think there's people out there that care about us and serve us. And uh, so today we're going to honor those people. And I, I just think of this man's story, how powerful it is. They chose to run into the tower. And as he began to get in this tower, he's only there for a few minutes and the tower began to collapse. He could hear it fall above him. And uh, he told himself, yeah, I've got less than 10 seconds to live. And he just began to pray that they can find my body so that my family can have a funeral. That was his prayer. And as the building collapsed on him, the steel came down. One piece hit across the back of his head and took out part of his skull. His arms were crushed. His body was mangled. His spine was crushed. And he was laying in the bottom of this building, crushed under steel. And he said he could hear the screams of people around him. And those screams became moans and then became a deafening silence with flames and fire started. And he was the only one left. Couldn't see anything, obviously, with the smoke and all the debris from drywall and concrete and never meet these people that are around him. And about 20 minutes later, he was actually pulled out of the rubble. One of the few people rescued, uh, they put him on a gurney. They load him up on a ferry right on the edge of, of the island, right next to the World Trade Center. And as the second building fell, part of it fell and landed on the ferry that he was on. So now he's crushed again inside the ferry. He's down in the engine room. It takes him another hour to rescue him and find him. They bring him over to, to New Jersey. He's put into a hospital um, and his family has no idea where he's at. He's wearing somebody else's uniform and he's declared dead for three days. Nobody has an idea that he's even alive. By the end of the day on 9-11, by the time the sun set, there was 343 New York City firefighters that had passed away, uh, all said and done on 9-11, close to 3,000 people, 2,977 people lost their lives that's 19 years ago. And I think, man, if there's ever a season, man, that we should be giving honor because so much has changed in 19 years. And you call me old fashioned or whatever, but I'm telling you, God has called us to be a church that gives honor, a church that gives back to people. So today I'm going to dedicate this message man, to those of you that are in a high pressure situation. Those of you who feel like giving up today, those of you who feel like quitting, those of you who feel like throwing in the towel because of the pressure around you. Maybe you're a business owner and you're having to redefine your business. Maybe you're selling a different product. Maybe you're changing up your line completely and you think about maybe shutting the doors. Maybe you're in a marriage and it's stressed to the nines. Who knows your kids' schools are crazy right now and your family 
family is no more margin. You're getting after it and you're feeling like you're ready to quit. Maybe you're in that season where you just want to give up. I dedicate this message, especially those in law enforcement, police officers, firefighters, first responders. Man, those of you are doing the right thing in the midst of opposition. Man, this message is for you. We honor you today. Here's what I want to talk about with you guys. Um, let's be real, in 2020, it's a mess, isn't it? I don't know how many times, you, uh, I mean, I know I have, I'm sure we all have, have just shaken her head going, what is going on? I mean, oftentimes I feel like the baby's being thrown out with the bathwater. You remember Jazz from Fresh Prince? <laughs> you know, it's just like, what are we doing? What are we doing? And then we're in a mess. We're in a season where things aren't comfortable and not easy. It's uh, 2020 is like spilt paint. Come on. It's like spilt oil. You know, you try to clean it up and it just gets messier. You know, you had that one spot on your garage floor and then it became like half the garage or hopefully it's in the garage, right? It's kind of like that kid that had the diaper that's explosive, right? That exploding diaper just full and, and then you try to clean up and you got more on, you know what I'm talking about, more on you than on the kid and it's everywhere and like, what is going on? You need to just learn like, I'm just going to take this kid out to the garden hose, right? I don't care if it's middle of December, you know, like there's nothing you can do because oftentimes when you try to clean up a mess, we're just making it messier, unintentionally making it messier. And I'm telling you something, 2020, it's easy to make the mess messier, isn't it? I mean, it's so easy. We can just go like this. Boom, post, send. It's so easy to, to exacerbate and, and make it more difficult. Maybe with your spouse, the tension is high. I don't know about how your marriage is going, but I'm sure there's some tension, right? And you just couldn't help yourself, right? And you had to open your big, fat mouth, right? You just had to say it. And you're like, oh no, the tension was so real and the mess just got messier because I couldn't hold it back. So today I want to talk about this. What do we do in the mess? Like, what, what do we do when we're running like Joe was running into this building and it's getting worse? Because as you saw that plane hit the second tower, he realized it was a terrorist attack. He knew at that moment that he may not come back out alive. And we have a choice to make in this season if we're going to run into the mess to lead people or, or we're going to stay on the sideline and make it more difficult. And I'm just going to encourage you guys today that we're going to run to the mess because here's what we need to do in the mess. I'm going to tell you a little story of one of the biggest messes in the Bible. And then I'm going to give you two things you can do about the mess. And so there's a story. I don't know if you know David. Uh, David's a pretty uh, big figure in the Old Testament. Uh, David, when he was real young, he was anointed king. Matter of fact, nobody believed in him. Uh, his dad didn't even call him in when they came in to anoint who would be king of his, of his eight kids. And uh, David finally came in from tend the sheep and said, hey, this guy's going to be king. And what happened is there's already a king in place. His name was Saul. And Saul was in place because uh, we, the people, uh, wanted to have a human king. And so they said, hey, Saul is the man. He's head and shoulders. He's a big guy. Saul's going to be the king. But God had a different plan. So he anointed David. And for 14 years, David was anointed, but he wasn't king. And so what happened is David, he uh, wasn't famous. He wasn't athletic. He wasn't really anything special. And uh, he began uh, to have faith in God and grow and develop all behind the scenes. And one day he had this little battle, super famous, David and Goliath. He went out and slew this giant. He killed it. And, um, became famous. And over the years, uh, he became more and more predominant, more and more popular. And there was a saying that was in that time that said, Saul had his thousands, but David had his ten thousands. And all of a sudden, Saul became jealous of this rising star, became jealous of what God was doing. So Saul began to pursue David for years and years and years. He's trying to kill David. And David, in this moment, he is in the middle of this mess. He has his greatest opportunity to make the mess even messier. And it picks up here in 1 Samuel 24 verse 3. He said, this is he, this is Saul and his armies. They came down to find David. They came to a sheep pen along the way. There's a cave in there and Saul went in to relieve himself. You know what I love about the Bible? It's just so real. 
Like, if, I mean, if we wrote the Bible, we wouldn't put that in there. But yeah, God wrote it in there. Saul went in there. He had to take a, a number one, number two. We're not sure what it was. But he went to relieve himself in the cave and said, David and his men were far back in the cave. And the men said, man, this is the day the Lord spoke of. When he said to you, David, I will give your enemies into your hands for you deal with them as you wish. And then David crept up unnoticed and cut off. I'm glad that verse has a next part to that because we might fill that in with a lot of conspiracies. But it says he cut off, dum dum dum, the corner of Saul's robe. Okay, and there's a lot of things we want to fill in there. But he cut off the corner of Saul's robe. Now I think about David in this season. It'd be so much easier to make the mess messier. Like Saul has been pursuing him for a decade. It'd be this is the moment. He's got all the pressure behind him. It sounds familiar in this season where the world is telling you, "Hey, this is your moment, David. Like God put this moment here for you, and you could choose to." Kill him. This is what God has for you. All the pressure around him to conform what everybody thinks. He could easily have done something that was dishonorable, but he decided to do something different instead. Instead of justifying himself, he did this. And it's so powerful for us today. He chose virtue over expedience. He chose virtue over expedience. He chose to do the right thing, even though it didn't get him where he thought he should go. I love what David responds to. He actually waits for Saul to leave, and Saul is mounted up on his horse, and David comes out of the cave. He lays on the ground on his face and says this in 1 Samuel 24 10. This is David talking to Saul. He said, this day you have seen with your own eyes, Saul, how the Lord delivered you into my hands in the cave. And some urged me to kill you, which I was tempted, but I spared your life. I said, I will not lay a hand on my Lord because he is the Lord's anointed. Can I just tell you today that God has put us in a position where we're supposed to give honor to those in authority, not necessarily respect them, but we respect God and respect ourselves. Oftentimes we don't give honor because we can cut the corner. We can get ahead in life, but David chose virtue over expedience. Man, the world is shouting, kill him, kill him, kill him. David says, no, 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 I don't want to dishonor the king. He actually felt bad to even cut part of his robe because I brought dishonor to the king. You know, in 2020, isn't it easy just to justify cutting the corners? I mean, in the name of success, come on. How many people have cut the corner in the name of success? How many insurance fraudulations? I mean, how many, how many people we stepped on? I mean, how many corners have we cut in life? Things weren't moving fast enough, so I got to take advantage of the situation. Man, I worked so hard, and now is my chance. We're looking for that microwave moment, that quick fix to get where we're called to go, so we think. And I'm going to tell you guys, man, the compromise for expedience is your virtue. The compromise for expedience is your virtue. What's your virtue? It's your name. You know, you can get where you're going to go, but it's going to cost you your name. See, here's the reality. The mess that we're in today will be summarized in one sentence five years from now. Five years from now, when you fast forward, what we're going through in this season of coronavirus, intentions, in, in economic situations under pressure will be summarized in one Sentence. It made the sentence, maybe we'll go, he didn't care about his family. Maybe the sentence is, uh, she cheated on him. Never said that before, right? Man, those, the riots just burned down the city. Maybe they didn't get the point of what was being accomplished, right? Uh, man, they stole from the company. It's easy to, to just summarize the entire thing in one sentence, and it will be summarized. And I want to encourage you, I've been in a situation, I, I wish I had time to share this story. I really do. Uh, and it's one of those like hard stories to share, but I would love to talk to you about it. If you want to pull, pull me aside and say, Sean, what's that story talking about? Man, I love to share with you this story because I've been in a season where I had to tell myself, man, 
keep your name out of the sentence. May keep your name out of the sentence because sometimes you feel like you got gasoline in one hand and a lighter in the other, right? And you got it typed up and you're ready to hit the post and you're ready to say something. But God has called us to have some virtue, to have some honor in this season. So I encourage you guys, don't make the mess messier. In a high pressure situation, don't fold. Man, don't don't lower yourself to the thing of the world. So don't, don't make the post. Man, don't cut that person out of your life. I know so often I see it on Facebook. Somebody says something and another family member doesn't like it. All of a sudden they're not talking. You know, it's like, what is going on? Like, can we agree to disagree? Can we still lock arms and say, you know what? I, I, I love cops. I believe in the cops, but I also believe in black lives. I believe there's people who are being treated unjustly. We, we got some work to do on both sides. Can we agree to disagree on some issues and just work together in unity? And above all, can we just give some honor? There's a lot of people in today's world that are, are have a lot of pressure against them. I believe that God has called us to show honor in this season. Sometimes, you know, we think about our marriages I mean, we've given up on the people that we said and we committed that we'd be with forever. Uh, that we've walked away from our own commitments. And we know what? We have to live with ourselves at the end of the day because when we walk away, we got to look in the mirror and say, I did everything I could to make this work. I did everything I could to bring honor to my marriage. Can I encourage you this way? Even if things blow up, come on. Even if things go the worst possible situation ever, can I encourage you at the end of the day, you always start how you leave. In ministry, if you leave a ministry and uh, you're, you're complaining about the last ministry and you show up to the next ministry, you're going to complain about that ministry. Like if, if, you, if you had a beef with the company, you have a beef with the next company. And what happens is there's some character stuff that's happened. All of a sudden, we're different. Like we've been changed on the inside. And what happened out there is just gotten into our souls and we have some residue. There's some things in our life that have affected us. And we bring that with us because at the end of the day, no matter what falls apart around us, man, we got to have the character to walk through that fire and come out better on the other side because your character always comes with you. Who knows? They've seen those relationships where they fall apart. It's always somebody else's fault and they have the next relationship and then it's always somebody else. Now, you've never seen that before, right? Because you, you can change the person around you, but you got to change yourself. So here's what it comes down to. What story do you want to tell your grandkids? Like what story do you want your grandkids to hear? Man, think about David and his grandkids are around and I don't know all their names, but they'd show up and say, Grandpa, 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 how did you become king of Israel? And he's like, oh, come on, kids. Uh, just sit on Grandpa's lap. I've got a great story. You know, I was in this cave, you know, and Saul, he was mad. I was anointed. I'm going to run from it. I got frustrated. And, and there's these guys around me going, kill him, kill him, kill him. So I thought, man, I just got to do this because this is, this is what feels good. And so I came up behind him with my knife. And I slit his throat as he was peeing in the cave. Come on, kids. I mean, I mean, is that the story that you want to tell your grandkids? Like, what do, you, what do you want your grandkids to know about what you did in 2020? Like, what do you want your grandkids to know about how we handled the racial tension? Like, what do you want your grandkids to know about how we handled the coronavirus? What do you want your grandkids to know about how you handled your marriage? Because it's going to be summarized in one sentence five years from now. Can I encourage you to have virtue over expedience? Man, don't cut the corner. Because I'm telling you God didn't just anoint you to a position. He anointed you to a path. He didn't just anoint you to be king like David. He anointed him to a path. And that path was called 
honor. And so I'm going to encourage you today. God sees you in this moment. God knows what your dreams are in your heart. I know it may feel like a million miles away because 2020 may set you back three years or feels like forever. And you may have everything may be different, but God knows that dream in your heart. God knows exactly what path you're on. Can I encourage you that our path to our freedom was paved through Jesus walking the road of Calvary. Jesus knows what it's like to be beaten down. Jesus knows what it's like to be stepped on and taken advantage of. Jesus knows what it's like to be the greatest servant to lay his life down for us. Can I encourage you in this season to have a culture of honor, man, that we build people up around us. We can disagree and say, you know, I don't agree with everything, but I love you. I don't agree with that, but I think there's some good truth in there. We need to take some, so we can have those conversations in this season, man. I know we want to be somewhere down the road, but God says this about us. And it's so important. It's a verse for you guys to put in your heart today. It's in first Peter five, six. It says this humble yourself. It says humble yourselves. Just didn't say, didn't say think less of yourself. It just says, think of yourself less often. Don't put yourself in the center of the equation. It says, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, they may lift you up in due time. See, God will elevate you in your season. God will elevate your cause in your season. God will use you when you honor him, when you honor those around you, when you have a humble heart, you become a servant. God will elevate you in his season. I know it feels like maybe your marriage is never going to be recovered. Maybe your business won't recover. Maybe maybe the racial tension won't be solved. No, God will change these things in his timing, but we have to have honor in the season. Matter of fact, I want you to see the results of honor. What happened with Saul and David? This is absolutely amazing in 1 Samuel 24. It says, when David finished saying this, after all he said laying down, it says, Saul asked, is that your voice, David, my son? And he wept out loud. It says, you are more righteous than I, he said. You have treated me well, but I have treated you badly. Automatically, he recognizes that David is a better man than himself because he showed him honor. Because if Saul was in the cave and the roles reversed, he would have killed David. He said, you have just now told me about the good you did to me and the Lord delivered me into your hands, but you did not kill me. He basically said, Saul, you're a better man than I am. I'm humbled today because you showed me honor and I didn't deserve it because if I was in your situation, I would have done completely something different. And he went on to say in this passage that David, for sure, one day you will be king because you have greater character than I do. Can I just tell you in 2020, in regards to the time period, high talent with low character equals dangerous equation. High popularity and low character is dangerous. Man, high power and low character is dangerous. Just because we have the spotlight, just because we're in the position doesn't mean we have the character to sustain what God has put us in. And I want to encourage you, God has called us to put virtue in ex- through virtue over expedience. Because in this season, you think you're going to cut the corner to get where you need to go, but the character is the thing that actually keeps you in the position that God has called you to be in. So I would encourage you, thank God for your soul. In this season, we can thank God for the coronavirus. We can thank God for the tensions and the pressure around us, not because we enjoy it or we want it or we agree with it, but because God is using it to develop us because our character is forged in this season. Can I tell you, your problems don't define you. Your problems don't define you. They refine you. Your problems are refining your life. That pressure that's coming in on you today is going to refine your life. God's using your pressure to prepare you. Check this out in 2 Timothy 2.20. I love this passage. And it's probably not a well-known passage. You may have never heard this, but it says, In a wealthy home, some utensils are made for gold and silver, and some are made for wood and clay. It says the expensive utensils are used for special occasions, and the cheap ones are used for everyday use. He says this, If you keep yourself pure, you will be a special utensil for honorable use. Your life will be clean 
and you'll be ready for the master to use you for every good work. What he's saying is every one of us are either a paper plate or fine china, and God didn't call us to be a paper plate. God didn't call us to be this flimsy paper plate that you show up and you put your baked beans on, right? And you put your you put your broad on, and then you're like, hey, I'm done with that, and you just throw it away. God, God didn't call us to be paper plates. God has called us to be fine china. And this word that he says right here, it says, if you keep yourself pure. You know, maybe 2020 is the greatest season of your life, the greatest opportunity for development. Man, in the middle of this mess, you can say yes to Jesus. You can say yes to purity. You can say yes to doing the right thing by what you say, by what you post, how you think, the, the, the mindsets we have. You can say yes to virtue, yes to honor. Man, you can thank God for your soul because we're not a victim of the circumstances around our life. We are victorious because of what Jesus did for us. Man, the Bible says, who's the greatest among you'll be your greatest servant. Who is the greatest among your greatest servant? You choose virtue over expedience in this season. I love that if this season you can make it through and you say, you know what, by the end of 2020, I'm tired of being a pair of plate. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of selling for one-time use. Like I want God to use my life because God's preparing you for something great. I can't wait to see what God's gonna do because he's got things planned for your life. Now I think about Joe and uh, Torella running into that building. He had no idea how God was gonna use his life. And people go up to him every single time they see him and say, God spared your life for a purpose. God's gonna use your life. And nowadays Joe travels the world and he gets to honor those 343 other firefighters that didn't come out of there. And he carries around this action figure, okay, this, this superhero action figure called Billy Blaze. And Billy Blaze is this firefighter action figure. It never went to market. It never came out, never sold in stores. He's got this prototype and he goes around and says, this is the only superhero based upon real heroes in the world. And he goes around and tells the story to honor those people that were buried below, the real heroes of 9-11. Can I encourage you today that God can use your life in bigger ways than you ever could imagine in your worst tragedy, in your biggest mess, in the hardest season. I know for you guys are, are police officers and those that you serve, maybe in schools, maybe in healthcare, and you're in this mess and it's difficult. Your parents and your kids are, man, all the schedules are crazy and things, sports are crazy. You never know what's gonna happen. Can I encourage you to be faithful in this season, just to bring some honor in the mess, to be encouraged that God is gonna use you to become fine China, and one day he's gonna pull you off the shelf and say, I have a plan for you. Maybe it's to be the greatest father in the world. Maybe it's to be the greatest coach in the world. Maybe it's just to be a great coach to your team. Maybe you can be that role model that, that, that we need in this season. Maybe it's a unifier. Maybe you're gonna bring unity to all the tension. Maybe it's gonna be the voice of character and virtue to your team or to your department uh, or to your squad. Maybe the person that's gonna lead the change is around the people in your life. Maybe God's calling you something great. Maybe he's gonna call you to start a ministry. Can I encourage you that Real Life Church was founded on this statement, virtue over expedience. I've been in the season where I had to tell myself, keep your name out of the sentence because I know in five years you'll look back and say, this is what happened. I don't want to be in the sentence. I've got to have character and honor in this season because of that God honors it because you always start how you finish. So don't quit. Don't quit on yourself. Don't quit on God. Don't quit on what God's calling you to do in this season. I believe God is going to use 2020. It's not our favorite year. Come on, somebody. It is a mess, but God is going to use that. We're going to thank God for the 
the problems because it's changing us from the inside out. I believe God has called us to be a church of honor, a people of honor, man, to change the world around us because no one understands, like, how in the world can you be thankful in this season? How do you stay so positive in this season? It's because we live for an audience of one. We're living for Jesus in this season. Jesus has been through everything we've been through, carried our cross for us. We can do this. I believe God has a purpose for your life. When you surrender him and you follow him, he's going to use you today. You pray with me. Father, God, thanks so much for each man and woman man, that's serving uh, just in their families faithfully. God, our community, God, is some public service, God, around the world, those um, that are just doing the right thing, that regardless of the pressure, whatever side they stand on. God, thank you for all that you're doing in the life of our church and across our country in this season. Even though it's a tough season, God, we don't understand all of it. Uh, God, we uh, oftentimes don't know what to do, but God, we are just faithfully following you. We know I have a plan. And God, if anything, just develop us, God, that we come out better for 2020. Don't come out defeated. God, we're going to come out victorious. And even if we don't have what we dreamed of in our hands, God, we know that you'll promote us in your due season, God, that you lift us up when we're humble. And so today I want to pray for somebody today uh, that's struggling, that's just been a mess. And they're just like, man, I've been making a mess here. Let's just be real. I'm that guy. I'm that guy that's been making a mess or maybe online. I'm that guy that's quitting on myself. I've kind of quit on my family. I'm just not on the right mindset. And today I just want to change. I want to be a person of honor. I want God to change me. I've been that paper plate, but today I want God to begin to use my life. I want to come out 2020 like fine china. I'll be different. If that's you, I want to pray for you this morning. Father God, I pray that you just do a work, God, inside of each of our hearts. God, that we wouldn't be about ourselves. God, we wouldn't even put above about anything above your mission, God, in your name. And so, God, we surrender to you. God, we can't control what's happening around us. God, thank you for each of those men and women that serve our country faithfully behind the scenes, the unsung heroes. God, those that are sacrificing and putting their life on line for us. God, I pray that you'd put a blessing in their life. God, I pray for those um, that are serving, God, uh, in our church. God, those are serving in their families. God, I pray for husbands and wives to be unified today. God, that we wouldn't make it about us. God, to be a culture of honor. God, that we put the other person above ourselves, even if we don't respect them the way that we need to. God, we respect you and we respect ourselves enough to say, you know, God, you're in control. God, there's a way of doing this. I'm going to have some virtue in my life. I choose to follow the path that may be slower, but God, it's righteous. It's fair. It's honorable. You've called us to this culture. God, I'm going to continue to pray for somebody today. Maybe today you say, you know, I need to know Jesus. Like I, I've, I've messed this up in 2020. And I want to tell you about the person who has more honor than any other person. His name is Jesus. Matter of fact, it's a verse that says this. It says in Romans that in yet we're yet sinners. Christ died for us. When we were at our worst, Christ was at his best for us. While we were still sinning, Christ was on the cross. While we didn't deserve any good, any mercy, any grace, Jesus died for us. There's a God that loves you. He loves you in the mess. He doesn't expect you to clean your mess up before you know him. He doesn't want you to change your life and make it pretty before you show up to church or before you surrender your life to him. He just wants to know you today. The Bible says that anybody who calls on the name of Jesus will be saved, forgiven, and made new. I want to encourage you today that you can meet the Prince of Peace, the one that gives us honor, that you can live an honorable life today by knowing Jesus. And if that's you, you say yes to Jesus, yes to transformation. I want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Say, Father God, thank you so much for sending your best when I was at my worst, sending your son Jesus to die on a cross for me. God, you can have my life. God, make me new. Change me to live a life of honor. It's not about me, Jesus. It's all about you.
the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, come on, give it up for those who came to Christ today. Let them know you love them. If you're online, click the button. Let us know. Man, church, I'm so excited for us to be a culture of honor. Come on, let's leave it out. Let's be heroes this week. Let's show honor in everything we do and say, come on, love you guys. If anybody here or online and prayed that prayer today to just to follow Christ, I want you guys to know that we are here for you. It's not the end of something. It's the beginning of a great journey. It's a journey that will change the rest of your tomorrows. And so we want to be here with you. And so if you made that decision today, I want you to know that they've got two great next steps for you. The first one is this, is you can text RLNEXT to 97000. We'll have a team member reach out to you, encourage you, let you know how much we care about you and that we want to help you. They'll get you connected in any way that we can. The second one step is, is if you're with us in person this morning, on your way out of the worship center right after the gathering, grab one of these red bags. Sit on a table right at the very back. Inside there's a Bible. There's some other great resources that will just get you started off on the right foot. Again, thank you. You know, we, we love you guys. We want to care about you in any way that we can. So if you made that decision today, I want you to know that next Sunday is going to be a great Sunday. It would be a great opportunity for you to take your next step, which is baptism. And that goes for anybody else that has followed Christ in the last year, but since the last time we've done baptism. So after both gatherings next Sunday in celebration of our third birthday, man, I can't believe it's already been three years. We're going to do baptism. And so if you're interested and you want to take part uh, of our birthday in just celebrating and being baptized that day, you can go online to reallifechurchkc.com and you can get a form filled out and we'll have somebody reach out to you and help you and get you connected and answer any questions that you have. I want you guys to know, as always, your generosity is making a difference. And when I think of somebody that's generous, I think of somebody that's cheerful. And God says that's what he loves. He loves a cheerful giver. He talks about in that in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. That's what he's looking for. And when we think about it cheerful, you know, that's what we get to do. It's not what we have to do. So generosity flows out of what God has for us and what he wants us to be and what we're happy to give. And so as always, there's three ways to give. You can go online, uh, reallifechurchkc.com, click the giving tab. You can text any amount to 84321. Or if you're old school like me at the back, there's a box, a giving box. You can drop cash, checks, whatever you want in the back. So I want you guys to know, as always, your generosity makes a difference in people's lives. Check out this video to see how your generosity is making a difference this week. Hey, Real Life. Hey, I'll introduce you to some unsung heroes in this season. And uh, this is Officer Myers. Come on, give a wave over there. <laughs> He's been watching uh, Mr. Miyagi. Um, <laughs> and this Officer Pruitt, uh, they serve so faithfully here at Real Life every single Sunday. These guys, you'll find them kind of alternating week to week and uh, just keeping us safe and serving us. And uh, I mean, they keep coming back. For some reason, you guys keep showing up every single week and serving, making a difference. I know you guys have a lot of fun. I see you guys interact with people. Maybe tell us like your favorite part of serving or what you enjoy most about just being a part of real life on Sundays. I would say the relationships that I've made with um, the families and the people that all attend weekly. Yeah, that's I awesome. I think that it's great and to keep up with them and see them on a regular basis is awesome. And my kid has built relationships and real life kids and it's been awesome to see her go um, weekly and be there and build those relationships with other kids as well. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, I yeah. love it, yeah. Because more like a, a family time. than just something to show up to. It's absolutely wonderful. It's the relationships that we have, have built and continue to build and expand on. And it, it's just, it's a real honor and a real pleasure to serve real life and keep everyone safe so you can worship. Man, I appreciate what you guys do. I mean, seriously, every week. It's, it's awesome to know that there's somebody just protecting us. And you guys are all behind the scenes. 
I mean, I know I, I, you're like checking out behind the curtains, you do stuff, and I'm not gonna tell you guys what their playbook is. They're, they're always just got their eyes out for stuff that we never think about, and so I appreciate you guys doing that. And uh, one of the things in this season, I know there's a lot of tension around what you guys do. Uh, we went from COVID to, to racial tensions, and of course, you guys all feel the pressure. And uh, I know for me personally, like having to redefine myself, like as a leader, like why am I doing this? You know, we went from meeting in person to now we're online, and you're like, are we gonna make it through? And you gotta kind of dig a little deeper or just remind yourself of why you do it. I know you guys have a passion for what you do. Um, maybe hopefully feel like it's a calling, but like, what's your what's your why? I think that the good outweighs the bad. I think that um, we are thanked more than people um, see in person. I know that a lot of people say a lot of negative things, but we have the silent ones that are super thankful for what we do and will thank us in person when they see us. Um, that's the reason we do this. We do this because people, when they need us, we're there for them, the good, the bad, the ugly, and it's awesome to be able to help those people um, sometimes whether they realize they need the help or not, I think after the fact and it's all said and done, I think deep down inside that they're thankful that we were there in their time of need. Through the school year, I love the kids. I love all my littles. They're great. Keep me coming back. Um, and so you serve at elementary school? Right, through the school year and then patrol through the summer. So I get the best of both worlds. So okay, it's cool. awesome. Yeah, cool. I love it. What would you say, Officer Myers? I love coming up there and keeping everybody safe so they can pray for all of us and pray for the good, wish away the bad, and that way it's for, literally for everybody, no matter where you stand on, on issues, especially where we're at right now. Yeah, I love that you guys have a heart to serve people. And uh, when it's always in question when you give and people kind of walk on your back or you get hurt. Um, you gotta know why you do it. And you remember you're doing it for the right people. And I know for us, I mean, we're thankful. I know I'm grateful. Um, maybe you don't hear it from everybody, uh, but I know our church, we're grateful for you guys. Uh, it, it's amazing that you guys can be a radio call away from having help come to our church um, for any kind of emergency. Um, it's great having you guys there to prevent something from happening. Um, you know, we're a target as a church. And so uh, I just thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. I know our church loves you guys. Uh, you are family. Uh, you know, I know you guys come to serve and do your thing, but seriously, you're more than that. We're friends, we're family, and we support you guys. We love you guys, encourage you guys. So come on, real life, man. Let them know you love them. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for all you do in this season. Come on, give it up for these guys. Thank you. Thank you. There's a lot of jobs that I think of that require a calling. I think of being uh, being a pastor. I think of being a teacher. I think of being a healthcare worker. I also think about being a first responder, like a cop or a firefighter. So these guys, they're gifted by God to protect and serve and just to help those that can't help themselves. So let's give it up for Officer Myers and Officer Pruitt one more time, just for everything they do. Man, they, they watch our kids, they watch our backs, they do a great job. So I want you guys to know that you, you, we're getting ready for our birthday. Start again, invite your friends and family, get ready, be the hero makers this week that God's called you to be. I know there's somebody in your life that is looking for some encouragement, some love. They are, they are in your life for you to make a difference and I just appreciate that message. We can all be hero makers. So you guys practice that this week as we get ready for our birthday. Hey, if you need prayer for any reason, we'll have a team member up here. We would love to pray with you. Again, next week, 9.30 and 11, invite your friends and family. And as always, whoever finds Jesus discovers real life and purpose.